Hi, citizens. It's the podcast time. Let's talk about a podcast. Well, do a podcast talking about the Tales from the Crypt episode. Theme song. That's the wrong theme song. That's for the actual show. Here's the this. following program there contains no, scenes apparently can't play both. I apologize. This is awkward. Parental discretion is advised. Why is it playing both? Ow. L.I.W. Review. Although you're fully capable of, we just really don't want you to. Welcome to L.I.W. Anthology Series Review. Well, that was awkward. It played both theme songs at once instead of turning one off like it should have. But you get a double dose of theme songs there. It was overlayered, and uh, good luck figuring that shit out. Anyway, welcome to L.I.W. Anthology Series Review. It used to be called L.I.W. Tales from the Crypt Review because they did shit like this. Tales from the Crypt. Today I watched... 711 episode 7 season 7 episode 11 confession it's this was one i had no idea what it was as uh, that really applies to all of them um this one though is really weird because there are really really slow parts but at the same time i was completely invested in the story because of the performances it's apparently set in england uh and there's a serial killer on the loose chopping off ladies heads and that's the basic premise of this it begins with uh the detectives go into a house and they find a dead body there's no head it's also an episode i guessed the ending to four seconds into the, the introduction of the main character but anyway it's alan armstrong and uh some other guy they're john benfield and they're looking at the body um one of the wispy dudes ashley artis his name is scrimp that's a good name for him but he pops in, he's like, oh, we're blah, 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 talking. It's just something I'm talking. It looks like the movie Seven. It's all severe lighting outside of plastic tarp. And it looks it looks like a, a Saw movie, this part. It's just the neon lights and stuff. And then they go back, and apparently they found their suspect. He was washing his hands in the alleyway, and it's Eddie Izzard, one of my favorite stand-up comedians, uh, who is... I'm not even going to acknowledge or, or really talk about it because I'm not in the in the know uh, apparently he has announced he wishes to be female, but he's kind of doing both. He, he, she is the pronouns. So I'm not quite sure what the situation is there. So I'm just going to refer to him as Eddie Izzard. I apologize, but that's what I know him as. And that's what he is in this episode. That's he's, he's not cross-dressing in this. Some of his best standup is uh dress to kill uh, from 97. I believe it's fucking hilarious. And he's dressed in ladies' clothes. And I watched it f- ten times before I even noticed he was in women's clothes. I'm like, oh, yeah. Huh. The heels I noticed, but then the lipstick and the, and the, cl- the, the clothes the clothes were bizarre. And I, that's all I really thought about it. I was like, oh, those are interesting choices. All right, whatever. I just thought it was funny. And then I was like, oh, he's, he's in women's clothes. Okay. Oh, that's what he does. Okay. I don't care. I just don't care. I, I, it, it didn't even phase me. I didn't even think about it. Anyway, he's the suspect in this. They think he's he's chopping off ladies' heads because he's a, he's a writer. He's a screenplay writer. Kieran Hines is introduced, who's like the greatest detective ever. He's Jack Lynch, and he shows up. He's got slick back hair, and he looks like a sleazeball. And everyone fucking loves him. Everyone except uh, Scrimp or some someone I forget who it was that doesn't like him, but everyone loves this dude and they they admire him. Oh, he always finds his man. He's the best uh, he, at anal- analyzing psychopaths, and that's what he does. Problem is, they introduce him, and then he's holding a bowling ball in a bag. And then the guy goes, always with your bowling ball. Uh, and I go, there's a fucking head in that bag. 
what else what else could he be carrying that for that's what it's that's what's in there he's the killer i did think a little later on maybe that's too obvious so they're gonna have eddie Izzard pin it on him because he's a he's a screenplay screenplay writer and all his movies are about serial killers and doing this <clears throat> so he interviews eddie Izzard, and eddie is freaking out he's like what the fuck's going on like i didn't do anything i was just washing my hands in the alleyway why am i being arrested for this and he keeps you know Flip, flipping back and forth on wanting a lawyer. He he starts talking to the detective, to uh, Kieran, Kieran Hines. Kieran Hines is bas- really trying to pin it on him pretty heavy. Like, you're a psychopath. Are you, do you, can you not get it up? And Eddie Izzard starts to turn around where he's like, you know what? We're going to solve this together. Here's here's what the killer looks like. Here's who he could be. It looks like he the people he killed knew them. Maybe he was a, a relative or, you know, a police detective. And he clearly has a very strong right arm, maybe, you know, like a sports athlete, like a, like a bowler, let's just say. And maybe it's, you know, he's clearly saying it's, it could be you. He's like, uh, maybe, this is easy, this is fun. And then Eddie Izzard goes and asks for a phone call. He calls his, because Kieran Hines said he's going to search his apartment, search his flat, as he said. And he's, he's on the phone and he's like, right, you got to get out of town and grab that black bag I have behind this and, and get out of there, ditch it. And Kieran Hines has a microphone hidden by the, the phone, the payphone. And then Eddie Izzard tries to run. And then Kieran Hines shows up with a, with a with the black box. And there's a there's a like an old head in there, not a new new one. It was like a oddity one, because Eddie Izzard admits that he bought that at some weird auction thing or like a, one of those you know one of those weird ass places you can buy weird shit like that at, uh, like a carnival or something weird. It's one of those sketchy ass places. And then he goes, I, I knew you, you think I did it. If you saw this, that's why I said to get rid of it. And I realize I'm five minutes into this podcast, almost six. And I'm at the very end of the podcast uh, of the episode. So this is going to be a real short one, apparently, but it's just really just conversations with them. And it, it was interesting. You know, I was watching and just like barely speaking on the commentary episode. Cause I was going, these performances are great. Whenever, whenever it's Kieran Hines and Indy is together, I was just glued to the screen. I was just invested. When it was anything else, those other detectives, I just started making my notes and started doing other shit. I didn't care. Um, but that's the whole end. Is He, he goes, oh, I, thought, I didn't tell anyone because I thought that you'd fr- you, you definitely would think I was guilty if you found that because the guy's chopping off ladies' heads. And then Kieran Hines basically has him at that point. And then he goes home and sets his bowling ball bag down. And previously, Scrimp went into the bowling ball bag and grabbed the top of the bowling ball, and Kieran Hines was clearly freaking out. It was was way too set up that it was him. And he goes, do you enjoy playing with other men's balls or something like that? And he gets him to stop touching the bowling ball. And I was like, okay, it's going to be a fake part of a bowling ball and then on top of a head. And that's exactly what it was. He goes home, takes the bowling ball bag out, takes a little plastic topper for a bowling ball, puts a a woman's head in in the fridge. Apparently his fridge is a freezer because it's, they're all frozen. He grabs a beer and just slowly drinks the beer as the camera pans in on him. And then it cuts to the Crypt Keeper. And what the fuck was that dude doing? I don't remember. What, what, oh, he's, he's an eye doctor for some fucking reason. In the beginning, he was an eye doctor. And apparently the, the voice of the patient was the audience, like a stone teenager. And he's like, you re- you're watching too much Tales in the Crypt. Ah! And at the end, he reveals, even though we're still watching as the audience, that he stole the eyes uh, out of the patient. But we're still watching him. It didn't make any sense at all. Not even a little bit. I should also mention that Kieran Hines, while he's interviewing Eddie Izzard, says he used to write for a show called 
Tales from the Crypt. Okay, yeah. How'd that work out? And he's like, not very well. They, they canceled the show after that. But after that, I got a lot more success. And I was like, he's not far off because this is season seven, episode 11. There's only two more episodes after this. So kind of sealed their fate there with, with that premonition they had. I don't know if they knew at this time that they were done after this, but uh, if they weren't, if they weren't sure, it couldn't have been good to know that one of their last lines was that. Because <clears throat> it was over in 713, the fucking animated episode, which I'm not looking forward to. I don't even, I think Bobcat Goldthwait does a voice of an animated pig or something. I did a poster for it, and I'm like, oh no. Let's pull it up right now, because I got plenty of time. Yeah, Bobcat Goldthwait, an animated horror version of the Three Little Pigs story. When the third pig is, tried, pig is tried and convicted for the murder of his two brothers by a wolf jury, he builds a zombie Franken-pig to take out his revenge on the actual murderer. There you go. Whoever the fuck that... Whatever that was. Holy shit, that was nonsense. Um, I really, really did enjoy this episode. I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, I want to give it a 9, but the, the segment or the scenes without... Kieran Hines and Eddie Izzard are just too flat and slow, and they just feel like they're there to to pad out the episode. I feel like they could have done something more of those. It, I, I was basically saying during the show, it was like uh, seven heads in a duffel, seven heads in a bowling ball bag. It felt a little like that, where it was it was clearly the movie Seven was an inspiration because it came out the year prior to this. This is '96. This episode, and then eight heads in a duffel bag. Well, it was definitely a part of it. I think that might have came out after this, but that's just, you know, this is how my brain was working at the time. So I named it Seven with a S-E-7-E-N, you know, the movie, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey. You, you, you've probably seen it, right? Right? Yeah, it, it was a good one. I, I do, I, I want to give it a nine, but it just, it wasn't that amazing. If, if all the scenes would have been as good as the Kieran Hines-Eddie Izzard part, it definitely would have elevated it to another star, but here we are. Anyway... Good episode. Uh, I am not looking forward to the next episode I have to watch because we're going back to the fucking cartoon. We're going back to the tune. Speaking of cartoon episodes, this is a different series, though, not an actual Tales from the Crypt episode. But I do, next is going to be new, you know, new Tales from the Crypt Keeper. So I just call it Tales from the Crypt Keeper because only the third season is new Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Anyway, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, episode 110, Gorilla's Paw, which is a story we've seen a thousand times. I can't imagine it's much different from a monkey's paw. I can't imagine just changing it to a gorilla would really change the outcome of the premise. But I guess we'll find out. Unfortunately, I have to find out today. My voice is already going. Well, you'll see how this goes. My voice is, is a weak bitch. It can't handle much. And we'll see how that goes. So I, I, I wish this was an episode we did together because it'd be more fun. But also, I think we would have been too distracted by the slow parts to enjoy the good parts. So sometimes it's better to watch things on your own. If you're, if you're into that, go ahead and watch this on your own, even though I spoiled it already. I should really should start off these shows by myself when I do these solo ones by saying watch it or not. So go back to the beginning, erase your memory one of those Men in Black things, and just write down right now, watch episode Confession, and then do the Men in Black thing, and then start the podcast over after you watch it. So good luck with that. I hope you can build one if you can send me one in the mail. And uh, that'd be cool, right? What would I use it for? I think I just delete the bad ones from my memory. So that way I only have the good memory. Maybe that's what I did as a kid. That explains why I had such fond memories of Tales from the Crypt. But I will say, the ones I've chosen lately have been pretty fucking solid. Like three in a row now. That has been really good. Because the first one was uh, the Steve Buscemi one. That was a good one. 
And then we got the one before this, which was the blind people one. And then we got confession. I'm sure they have names. Uh, I'm just going to know as the blind people one. No, but uh, Revenge is the Nuts and also Forever Ambergris. Forever Ambergris. That was a good one, too. The cartoon one, though, I know I'm not going to like. So that sucks knowing that going in, but got to do it. Guys, got to get through it. Anyway, I'm going to get out of here. LIWstudios.com. Check out all the podcasts and different video shows we have on there. A lot of them. There's 20 shows. Check them out. Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. Tuesday nights we do Twilight Zone episodes, live shows. There are also podcasts on your podcatchers. LAW, the Twilight Zone Review. Wednesday nights, 10, all, all, both these nights are 10 p.m. Eastern. Wednesdays, though, we do the, this show, the anthology show. It's a live version, unlike this, which is just a podcast. Uh, LAW Anthology Series Review. And then we follow it up by either LAW John Carpenter Review, LAW John Frankenheimer Review, or B-Movie Battle, you know, Nick Cage cast. It's kind of an offshoot of B-Movie Battle. So either a Frankenheimer, a Carpenter, or a Nick Cage movie. We, we alternate. So all the schedules and shit you can find out on LAWstudios.com. Click on Live Episode Schedule. See what we're going to do in a town near you. Because it's all live on YouTube, so it's anywhere. Anyway, I'm going to get out of here because I'm rambling. LAWstudios.com. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. Why did I say LAWstudios.com again? That was weird. I, was, I don't know why I did that. Bye.